Welcome back to the Wayback Chronicles podcast brought to you by Noel Kirsch, Steve McKelkey, and Keith Abbott. In this podcast, we talk about the greatest events since 1970s to the present. Noel and Keith are really going to kick us off with uh, our mashup episode, and we're going to wrap up 1992 with this with this episode. And we're going to really start digging into movies and just some variety of different 1992 topics. So guys, take it away. All right. Go for it, Keith. Well, the, the good news is we've mashed a lot of 1992 already, so this is <laughs> this is going to be kind of short and succinct. We we talked kind of a little bit at the end of the last episode that one of the things we kind of wanted to focus on were the movies that were released, and and this was a fun year. What's interesting about this year to me is that being a college student, and probably Noel, you were still doing high school, but being in that stage of our lives. We didn't have a whole lot of discretionary time or income to go see a movie. So it's funny to look back on some of these. A lot of these, I might have watched it like a home video later more than I saw them in the theaters, right? Mm-hmm. But there there were a ni- there were a lot of really cool movies that got released in 1992. And so what the 1992 highest grossing movie was an animated feature, believe it or not, that starred uh, that actually took the show was a very not awesome blue genie played by Robin Williams. And that movie was the Disney's Aladdin. Mm, and oh, wow. I tell you what, the, that movie was an amazing movie. I remember watching that in the theater. And a lot of what Robin Williams did as the genie in that movie was improvised. And they basically had to animate around him. Uh, and so, I mean, just vintage Robin Williams. I remember seeing the live action mm. movie here a little while back with, with Will Smith. He did a great job. I mean, but having to fill the shoes of an animated Robin Williams, I don't think can be done. No <laughs> kidding. Mean, yeah. uh, it was such a great movie. Um, you know, lots of great songs, a whole new world, all of those things. In fact, when we marched in the tech band, Aladdin was one of the one of the shows that we marched to. And yeah, like the whole new world song was when we had a whole new world. Take it, Steve. Tech. Yeah, <laughs> when we would go on the block formation to spell out tech for Texas Tech, so that was a kind of an endearing uh, animated series with some great songs that we enjoyed playing there. So a lot of fun. So, um, and other top ten. I'm not really going to go in order because there's a lot of cool movies. Steve, you're going to love this one. So really, the third highest grossing movie of the year was a movie that featured Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito. And Michelle Pfeiffer, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that movie might be? Even though you don't even know and haven't researched it, take it away. Batman. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did any of you play the penguin? Yes, uh, sir. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer played uh, Catwoman. Yes. And it was such a great script. I, I still think, you know, the original Batman with uh, uh, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Jack Nicholson was uh the uh, best, the best one of the two, but uh, Danny DeVito did a really good penguin, and uh, yes. he really started. He showed a layer in his acting skills that I didn't know we knew existed. I mean, we thought he transcended in in the movie Twins, and uh, right, right. <laughs> so, and again, um, we keep going back to these people, isn't it funny? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, just a random. I mean, like you know, so we were talking about Keith to share with us that the movie Shrek was originally going to be voiced by Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, so like you can never imagine going back to Aladdin, like somebody else besides Robin Williams being the voice of Aladdin. You can't imagine anybody else besides Mike Myers being the voice of Shrek. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, you know, the plan was Chris Farley was going to, was going to voice that movie. Um, 
I hope I didn't kill anything you were talking about later, Keith, but, uh, no, that's, that's not for years later, but it's just, you're right. And as much as I loved Chris Farley, I I can't imagine him being Shrek. Like Mike Myers is the voice of Shrek and there's no question. So yeah, it's, it's funny, but, but this, it was kind of interesting to go back and see that we'll have to launch that this week while we're talking about it. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. So Chris Farley recorded what is like 80% of the lines for that movie before he, before he died. mm -hmm. And was it 2015? I think it was, was when those recordings uh, were circulated online. And uh, if you go out on like uh, Twitter is you go on Twitter and look for it, you'll find, you'll find it. It's pretty, it's kind of weird. I mean, he kind of had a, he had a different take on the Shrek character. He kind of had a, uh, it was a younger version yeah. of Shrek, you know, where Mike Myers was more kind of an older and older grump- cynical guy. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cynical. Um, Fr- Farley's was very much kind of an innocent and young and, you know, that kind of, that kind of take on the character it was kind of interesting, but difficult to, difficult to hear uh, Chris Farley as that character goes. So Mike Myers is sort of synonymous with that, with that uh, character, mm-hmm. but yeah. Batman Returns was 1992 with Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, the scene where she has the little neon sign that says hello there. And then she breaks it up with the letters to where it says hell here. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, I remember that to this day. I'm like, whoever thought of that was brilliant. So pretty cool. (laughs) So um, I'll tell you one thing on the next um, movie I'm going to talk about that grossed 141 millions. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm give you the hint and then I'm gonna let you go with it. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) I know it. A few good uh, men. Yeah. Yes, sir. Noel, take it, yeah. take it and run. Tell me a little bit more about that movie. A uh, few good men was amazing. Was it Tom Cruise? Um, oh shoot. Kevin um, Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon and uh, Jack Dibby Moore. Yeah, uh, was Jack Nicholson Jack too. Nicholson. Oh man. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a, unbelievably good movie the some some of the lines in that movie that that whole thing where he's you want me on that wall you need me on that wall (laughs) that that whole that whole spiel right there was just uh i mean it's just amazing so timeless timeless movie for sure awesome oh it really is it's one of the one of the best like you say a lot of one-liners i don't know how many times we've talked about what a lousy blop softball player we've been and throughout <laughs> of all of our friends so all sorts of fun stuff so great great movie um really interesting fascinating uh I, i'm not a court person i've told you this but i hate court movies but that one was captivating i enjoyed it very much yeah um so really good movie um another one to keep in mind and talk about and it's not one it probably something that we probably need to have our our wives talk about but it's worth mentioning because we've talked about whitney houston and kevin costner before but this was the year that the movie the bodyguard was mm-hmm. released yeah and as much as i never watched that it's another one i never really watched it in the movie theaters but i know it had a huge following and a heck of a soundtrack you yep. know with uh, i will always love you the remake of dolly parton's hit that whitney houston did and mm-hmm. uh, kevin costner being the former secret service agent he takes a job of bodyguard to an r&b signer well whitney houston whose lifestyle is most unlike a president's <laughs> so <laughs> kind of interesting synopsis there it's a good movie Y'all, have you ever seen it i oh, yeah. i've seen it once but i don't know i don't know much about it so take yeah. it and run man well i i mean i don't remember it it was it was like well <laughs> it was a long time ago but i remember taking um uh I remember going to see that movie movie in a god dog it on a date sorry i'm having a hard time talking today but 
um, took a date to go see that movie and it was, um, it was really good. I mean, it was, it was, uh, Kevin Costner kind of starts off. I mean, he's kind of stodgy and cold to, uh, Whitney Houston's character. And then I think as the, as the movie goes on, they develop a close relationship and, and I mean, he, you know, won't ruin the movie for you, but, um, he takes a bullet for, her and, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good, pretty good movie. Um, not really into those kind of love stories and that kind of stuff, but, uh, her voice and her music was just, I mean, her, her voice is just unbelievable. What a talented, really talented person she was. No doubt. Great, great voice. And yeah, heck of a good casting. Um, very, very interesting plot lines. And I remember hearing a lot about it and I think I heard it so much. I didn't want to see it. I was so tired of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. It was overplayed on the radio. That's for sure. Oh man. Yeah. But that's, I mean, Whitney Houston, how can you not? Like you say, that's another one of those that since the eighties, it's uh that's a hit after hit after hit maker. Yeah. You know, we mentioned that before you know, and all of the different music episodes that we're talking about. Yep. Um, another one that's a little bit more lighthearted. And we were talking about Mike Myers, Steve. And it's funny that you bring up Mike Myers because uh, number eight highest grossing movie of the year in 1992 was a little film that was spun off of a little skit on Saturday Night Live between Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. And that was the movie Wayne's World. Nice. <laughs> okay. Man, what a so, classic. I, I firmly believe the movie Queen's World is solely responsible for why Queen is still cool to this day. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't a thing until that movie came out. I it mean, really wasn't. Bizarre. Yeah, and that car scene. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in our generation that won't start doing the head banging scene when the when the instrumental kicks in. <laughs> You yeah. can't even do it on a podcast without doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, I still think you know Keith was you know really. Uh, Stole from Mike Myers, an excellent, excellent. You know, the hands over the ears uh, okay. gesture. All right. I think I think so many times I saw Keith do that, I couldn't keep count. Okay. I've got I've got so many people now that say I look like Mike Myers, and I think it's because I kept doing those personations. <laughs> with like, you know, and it was funny because even a couple of years into my company, now we do these little banquets, and they were like, "What actor are you most looking alike?" And everybody. And they put up a picture of Mike Myers for me in Wayne's World's outfit. So I thought that was kind of funny. So anyway, funny. great movie. I mean, absolutely pointless plot, but it was all about the interaction between Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. And I mean, <laughs> everything about that movie I love that from the Twizzler licorice um, little console that they have in their pacer all the way to Bohemian Rhapsody. Everything about it is just perfect, in my opinion. I would watch that today and laugh just as hard as I did the first time I watched it. The, one of the funniest parts of that movie is when they're talking to Alice Cooper and he's all in his makeup and everything. And he's like, Mindy Wake. Mindy Wake. <laughs> Mindy Wake. Actually. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. We were talking about Alice Cooper is on tour right now. And, and somebody had a picture of him at a golf course in Lubbock. And I was talking about that. I'm like, can you imagine Alice Cooper being in Lubbock, Texas, playing no, golf in a polo no. shirt? And he was. I mean, this picture has him in a polo shirt and a hat. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. and they're like, I can't imagine that guy. I'm like, actually, he's really intelligent. Did you know he even knows what Milwaukee came from? And they don't understand this from Range World, so it made me feel smart. Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee. Such a great, great show. Um and speaking of, you know, audiences were kind of split on it. You had the funny people and then the serious people. So it was kind of a split audience on people who like it or not. Mm-hmm. Speaking of splits, the next movie came out 
is uh, that, that I would like to talk about is basic instinct. If you want to oh. talk about this, <laughs> let's see what you did there. And you like that? <laughs> That's quite the, stone. quite the segue there, Keith. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I literally know nothing else about that movie. <laughs> Oh, so, I can't remember what it's about now. I mean, serious. Noah, how do you remember it? Is that the boy? Is that the one? Is that the boiling rabbits one, or was that that was that was fatal? In, that was fatal no, attraction. What? Fatal attraction. Sorry. Yeah, with with uh, Glenn Close, right? <laughs> yeah, psycho. Kind of the psycho. same. Kind of the same idea, though, right? Mm, the it violent is. police detective investigates a brutal murder that might involve a manipulative and seductive novelist. Yeah. So yeah, Michael Douglas, Sharon Stone. Grossed 117 million, the ninth highest grossing movie of the year. So, pretty interesting. Uh, kind of what got Sharon Stone her start more than anything. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, but yeah, again, other than that scene, I remember a little about it. Anyway, um, I will tell you a movie that I do remember a lot about, and that's this next one, the number tenth highest grossing movie of the year. It was about a baseball team during the World Wars. And it starred Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Madonna, just mm. to name a few. But it was about all female baseball teams during World Wars. I can't remember if it was World War One or Two. I. I think it was World War Two that they were trying to continue continuity of Major League Baseball um, and created some female leagues. And that was the movie A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Um, I love in baseball. Oh man, <laughs> one of the best quotes of all time. And. Uh, <laughs> Just, I, I just thought it was a really, really, really great movie. Um, everything about it, the casting was perfect. Um, you know, everybody in that movie fit their part so well. And mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, th- there was parts that was so serious and then there were parts that went back and were just hilarious. Tom Hanks talking about a former washed up drunk baseball player, mm-hmm. you know, just, just a perfect, perfect um, addition and a perfect casting for him doing that. As of course, all of them are, you know, and um, Rosie O'Donnell, that was really one of her first um, yeah. entrances into movies. And, you know, she, you may have an opinion of her one way or the other from her, her current state and in, in, in some of the sh- television that she's in, but she was a heck of a good actress in that movie. She sold it for me as far as where she really stole the show in a lot of ways. For yeah, that movie. I agree. It was really, really good. So yeah. Great, great movie. Um, do y'all have any other thoughts about that? Rem- was, movie wasn't that Madonna in that movie as well? Yes. Yeah. 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 She was. <clears throat> it was pretty great. good. I mean, it's pretty good acting too in, in it for from her. I didn't know she, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, I don't remember her being in too many movies back in the day. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, mm-hmm. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. I I've, only, I've only seen that movie like a couple of times. I mean, it's when Linda's got it on TV and I have, don't want to get up off the couch. I don't want to start a fight with her over the, over the remote. Watch it. Good one to do. Oh. No, it's it, pretty good flick. I enjoyed it very much. Um, the next one is it, it kind of a revitalized the Western genre, and that was a Clint Eastwood directed movie called Unforgiven. And this movie was a bunch of kind of older um, cowboys that came back. Uh, Gene Hackman stars in it. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Richard Harris, Clint Eastwood, basically a retired old West gunslinger. His name is William money reluctantly takes one last job with the help of his old partner, Ned Logan and young man, the Schofield kid. And really a lot of, uh, if you look at a lot of uh, opinions of 
what one of the greatest Western movies are of the modern age, that fills that bucket of one of the top that everybody recommends as being one of the most, uh, you know, best recreated uh, movies of the old West to bring it into a kind of a present day audience. So pretty hmm. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Movie. I think I've ever um, seen that. You haven't, I saw mm-hmm. it once. I, I remember, you know, I, I'm not a huge Western guy, so let mm-hmm. me just throw that out Same. there. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it the one time I saw it. And mm-hmm. but I, I just remember it was a good Western movie and then I moved on. So, mm-hmm. But other movies of this year, uh, just to go around some, uh, Under Siege, uh, if, uh, the Steven Seagal movie where he's um, trying to help the battleship that gets taken over by a bunch of high, hijackers. Tommy Lee Jones is the, the head hijacker, if you remember. And there was this lady, Erica Aleniak of Baywatch, that was the girl oh, in the yeah. movie. And so, yeah, don't remember her at all. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, great, <laughs> great movie. Kind of what catapulted uh, uh, Steven Seagal into the into the public eye, I think, if I remember right. That's funny. Don't remember it all. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. And yep. then the Jack Ryan thriller. This was the first one um, that featured uh, Harrison Ford, and that was Patriot Games. So if you remember... <sighs> Um, I believe it was um, Alec Baldwin did Hunt for October, right? And then he Mm -hmm. decided not to continue the role of Jack Ryan. So Harrison Ford took over Patriot Games. And I personally thought it was one of the better ones of the Jack Ryans. Love that whole series, man. I I, I love all of it. It's got all all the stuff I like. It's got the military stuff involved in it spies and fbi and all all of the stuff you know yes harrison ford did such a good job in that patriot games movie it's really good i did too yep trying to protect his family and also be who who he was as jack Mm -hmm. ryan and such a great movie did uh, you see that one steve yeah i I think i did a time or two um i never was like in the 92 i feel like i'm so busy with other stuff i didn't really slow down to watch movies much and uh, Darth Vader was in it too. Um, James Earl yep. Jones. James yep. Earl Jones. Freaking frozen in carbonite again. Come on. <laughs> Great show. It's, yeah, it's it like, really yeah, it's funny. I tell you, it's crazy to see folks like Harrison Ford and all these folks. I mean, it's like every year that we do this, these same names come up as actors. And you, mm-hmm. you talk like Tom Cruise is in here. Uh, you know, Harrison mm-hmm. Ford is in here. We've talked about them. I mean, how many times have we talked about some of these guys? Uh, um, Clint Eastwood. I mean, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Michael Douglas. I, all of these people are just, I, I mean, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston. We've talked about in movies. Uh, Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. I mean, all of these names are... I mean, what are, what are some what are the some of the best movies that you can think of? What's your favorite movie of Tom Cruise? I think the I think the original Top Gun for me. I mean, I, it's just we're talking. I mean, nostalgic. I mean, the 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 Maverick remake of that was mm-hmm. so good, phenomenal. My gosh, yes. that was good. But I mean, that was built on that you know, off of mm-hmm. Top Gun. I, I don't know. That was, that's there's, there's no way the second one could have been pulled off without the feels of the first. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. You talk about nostalgia, the whole Maverick movie was really a nostalgic movie about the first one and mm-hmm. um, kind of closing some of the storylines that were left open from the last one and continuing some new ones and stuff. It was just, just really, really good. But yeah. What about you, Steve? The- What's your favorite? Can't stand, can't, like- can't stand the guy. I just okay. <laughs> I mean, like, he was okay in uh, 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 Jerry Maguire. 
yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one, but um, that's probably like the only one I could I could tolerate. But even I, I just think he overacts, <laughs> and uh, it's like I just want to punch him in the face every time I see him on, <laughs> on the movie. So that's funny. Um, that that would do what, it. What, what's yours, Keith? Well, yeah, I like both of those. Um, I also like the 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 first Mission Impossible. I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, I've, I've I haven't seen. Um, I don't think I've seen Fallout, and I haven't seen the newest one. Um, but I really the 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 first um, Mission Impossible was really cool. How he gets like has to barely hover over that floor, that security room, and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, this year there was also another Tom Cruise movie. It was an uh, he was an Irishman that came to the United States called Far and Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw this movie or not. Um, another tech band song, by the way, that mm. came out during that same mm. year, but, um, yeah. very, very good show about an Irishman that comes, uh, to find jobs. like kind of through the Irish, uh, uh, in, in the 18, late 1800s, where a lot of the Irish people are, are starting to become, uh, come to America and he becomes a local bare hands boxer and rides in glory. And, and then he gets, has so many things go South on him, but I really, it's one of his more subtle movies, but in my opinion, it's one of his best and uh, it, it doesn't let, let him be obnoxious so much as it's more like a humbling movie and lets him come back into, into mm-hmm. things. Really good movie. If you haven't seen it In fact, that's the movie um, that he met uh, Nicole Kidman in. So mm-hmm. that's how he met Nicole Kidman with through far and away. So, Screwed good that movie. up. I thought he, <laughs> yeah, he did. I thought he was good in, in uh, rain man was really, Oh yeah. Such so a good, good movie. And mm-hmm. then, um, a uh, few good men we already talked about was good. Mm-hmm. The firm was really good too. I, I just like the uh, Gresham movies or the Gresham mm-hmm. books really. But um, yeah, if you're not really into the law scene, the firm is probably not your thing, but I thought it was really good, but yeah, nice. I, I remember watching that. I thought it was pretty good. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so there's, there's a lot of other movies out there, um, but really those were the highlights of, of some of the ones that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. um, into it. Sin of a Woman, Al, pa- Al Pacino, where he plays the blind man, the hooah. Hooah. You, seen that? Oh, yeah, hooah. That was, that was a good one. And then the one where I still think they're coming out with cuss words in the script is White Men Can't Jump. That movie came out with <laughs> in 1992. Um, really? Basketball movie. Yeah. yeah basketball Woody, movie. Woody Harrelson was in it, wasn't it right? Yeah. Wes, yep. Wesley Snipes, yep. Woody yep. Harrelson. Steve, um, you saw that one, didn't you? Yeah. Rosie Perez. Yeah. It's yeah. A sport, it's a, if it's a sport movie, then Steve's probably seen it. Yeah. yeah. I've seen the movie The Natural probably a hundred times at least. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. I'm about to tell you something that I am ashamed of. I have never finished that movie. <laughs> So I'm not surprised, but no, I've all, I've always wanted to, and it's like, I always get in the middle of it and I want to start at the beginning and watch it all the way through. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that this month. I'm going to finish the natural. That's my goal. Cause I love it. I love every bit of that movie. I love, I just never have finished it. Something has always come up. Do you know how it ends? No, no, No. don't tell me. I literally don't want to know. So yeah, that's what I heard. And and I, fortunately I have never been spoiled of it and I, and I want to watch it. So watch it yeah it's real good i forgot you there was a movie you just said that steve hadn't seen i was like how could you oh sin of a woman al pacino Mm -hmm. so the whole plot the whole plot line for that is he's blind and so the whole scent of a woman is he you know they can't see so he relies on his other senses and stuff so um but it's a it's a good movie steve it's it's good yep sounds lame 
it's it's really a it's a strange movie to under to list to learn about unless you see it. That's one of those you really have to watch it to appreciate it. I think. Describing so. the plot, I can see where you'd be like, "Yeah, I don't want to see that." But right. trust me, he is he is he's a really good actor. It's it's a good it's a good movie. But yes, I will stop yes. trying to sell it. <laughs> Apparently, it's a spell you can't have. So yeah. it's all if good. Robin doesn't want to watch it, I'll never see it. So. There you go. Fair enough. She's probably seen so. it like 14 times, though. So. <laughs> do we want to toss the uh, deaths of 1992 into this episode, or do we want to wait for another? Oh yeah, one? we're only we're only about 20 minutes in. Okay, so yeah, we can just finish well. it. Uh, last last movie though, I want to talk about Encino Man. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if you all saw Encino Man. Brandon Fraser, Brendan Fraser, one of his his. It's actually his breakout movie as a lead actor. Yeah. Um, we know we just recently won an Academy Award for um, The Whale. But uh, I just think he is a great actor, and I loved Pauly Shore. I mean, just everything about him used to crack me up. And again, I know that's not a Steve. I can just tell by a look on his face. But yeah. what did he say? He says he likes your cones. I just love the guy. So. <laughs> Pauly Shore is hilarious, man. Oh man, he could be. Yeah, he could. He could be annoying, and I think. He, I mean. I, I can see why he would be turned off. He would turn people off, but he's a lover. You either love him or you hate him. Totally. He's he's one of those where it's no in between. So, and and Steve is definitely on like, we're really glad he didn't do the movies in 1992. (laughs) Yeah. Shortest. We'd be talking about Pauly Shore if I was doing this episode. That's for sure. Well, here's an interesting thing about um, that movie that'll kind of tie into another one. But Sean Astin is the other star, uh, Mm -hmm. along with Pauly Shore, who meets him. And at the time, they also ran into um, that the K K Hui Kwan, the 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 kid from the Goonies, and Hmm. they briefly had an interaction in this movie. In, in Encino Man, and it is the only time, other than the Goonies, that two actors from the Goonies have acted together in another movie. How so about a that? Fun fact for that one. So hmm. that's why I wanted to end with that one because I thought that was a fun tie into some eighties nostalgia there. Interesting. So, um, so before people who were just dying to get into it, tell us. No, I'm kidding. Before we, <laughs> while we're still okay. on the topic of movies, I wanted to toss in uh, a movie recommendation, a modern day one. Uh, Lynn and I went and saw Oppenheimer on Saturday afternoon. It's a three-hour movie, three a little over three hours. Um, really, really, really good movie. It's one of these where it doesn't like follow the um, like beginning to end synopsis. Like it kind of jumps around. There's like five different storylines all going all at once. And the if you can stand that, it's really good because it it the way it ties all together and stuff. It's, it's just, it's solid. It's a really good movie. But anyway, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Um, there was a guy sitting next to us in the theater that um, fell asleep about 20 minutes into the movie and snored. <laughs> I mean, so loud. And thankfully one of his, he had a friend with him and his friend like nudged him and the guy woke up. And like five minutes later, after he woke him up, he's right back asleep and snoring. And his friend <laughs> kept rip, kept knocking this guy out till finally, I guess, about two hours into the movie, just stopped waking him up. And the guy slept for the last hour of the movie. And I felt like telling him, like, "Hey, man, next time you come to the theater, bring your CPAP if you're gonna like." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! 
Golly. Yeah, it was it was a very court court type heavy movie more than I enjoyed, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was really hoping there would be more about um, the bomb. Not not just about the bomb, but about the cloak and dagger between the Russians um, infiltrating, yeah. you know, inside. And there was some of that in the court, but not I really. kind of wanted to see not as much as there should have been, mm-hmm. um, because that's really how the Russians got it is they yep. were able to infiltrate into, um, you know, the the entire group in Los Alamos. And and I was disappointed that they didn't go down that path a little bit more because I thought that that race would have been a lot more interesting yep. than. But but again, that's. I'm not yeah. a court guy. No, I know you're very fascinated and part of what you do is that way. So I, I yeah. appreciate your take on this much more and I knew it, you would love it. It was heavily, I mean, it was a biography is really what it was. A biography mm-hmm. movie about Oppenheimer. And I didn't really know much about the guy mm-hmm. um, before the movie. So, I mean, it was definitely educational. And um, from that perspective, it did not go down. There were several paths I wish they'd gone deeper into, like the development of the bomb. I mean, they focused quite a bit of movie on it, but not nearly as much as I wanted. Yeah. The whole Russian yeah, espionage part, spying mm-hmm. and everything. I would have loved to dig dig into that. Oh, more. me too. There were some storylines, like you said, that they just didn't didn't hit very well or didn't go right. down very far. They focused heavily on how he was shunned by the uh, politicians and the elites and mm-hmm. stuff back in, back in the day for having an opinion that was different than theirs. And I mean, it's, it's a good message. Um, relevant for today. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. But, um, not what I expected, but it was still a good movie, it, you know, and, uh, overall I, I definitely would definitely would go see it again. Yeah. Uh, no, I, but, I enjoyed it enough uh, to yeah. see it again if I wanted, yeah. to, if I if I had the chance. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely a um, it, you you need to make sure that your mind is mentally ready to yeah. to. to <laughs> it's not a it's not a lighthearted just uh, uh-uh. easy watch. It's a it's a tense watch. You know? It is. So. It's a good it's a good good movie though. But um, absolutely. All right. So 1992 deaths. You know how you go to these websites and there's like, I mean, there's there's thousands of people, hundreds of people, I guess, that died in 1992 that are famous. Um, and some of them, you like you scroll through the the list that the uh, research department brought to me. I'm like, this guy was a physicist, never heard of him. This lady invented like the curling iron. I don't, it doesn't really affect my life very much. I mean, <laughs> I go through all these. So I kind of procured, I think these are really like six that um, are noticeable names that I think um, we all probably would recognize. The first of those uh, was Sam Walton, the oh yeah of, of Walmart fame, died in 1992. And um, I wonder if he was buried in a Chinese procured coffin. <laughs> <laughs> so probably. It had a made in USA. So, yeah, so probably a flag flag on there somewhere on the bottom. Yeah, I bet there was. Um, Anthony Perkins, actor, died hmm. in From Psycho, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Reed, uh, Mr. Brady from the Brady Bunch, died oh, in 1992. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then Benny Hill, which I don't know if you guys ever watched oh, Benny Hill. Man. Oh, yeah. Show that could never be played today. Oh gosh, no doubt, man. That was like late night TV. You you know, oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to be watching this, but it's awesome, funny. Oh yeah, (laughs) hilarious. Uh, Sam Kinison, 
the oh man oh yeah comedian. too soon too soon on that guy no kidding no doubt no kidding and last one i don't know if you guys keith i bet you're gonna know who this is but isaac asimov oh asimov yeah yeah, yeah. astrologist yeah. so yeah um those six were the ones you know after i scrolled through all scroll path all all the physicists and scientists and blah 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 nobel prize winner blah 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 whatever good for them they're dead these people had actually <laughs> had actually heard of, but um, anyway, yeah. just a, just a few people. I thought Sam Kennison was great in Back to School for Roddy Dangerfield. Of course, <laughs> I think y'all know I, I love Roddy Dangerfield. I like crack of his jokes. Yeah. Um, oh man. Say the, it. Yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even try to try to remember the exact names, but <laughs> it's such a great thing. Oh. Oh man. Any any time Rodney Dangerfield got on Johnny Carson, I'll watch oh. that every night and make me happy before I go to bed for the rest of my life. Oh, heck so yeah. funny. He was I, in character from the moment he walked out to when he walked off. It was oh, amazing. Hilarious. My, my favorite joke I, I told is on the old podcast, but, uh, you know, my wife's she's not a very good cook. She tried to cook me a chocolate mousse the other day. I got an antler stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> uh, that, that guy was a legend, man. Yeah, really Absolutely. was. That's really so good. was. So, but anyway, well, that pretty much wraps up. I mean, like I said, we've we've dug pretty other than like maybe some drama and politics and things, but we mentioned Clinton election things like that. But we've really dug deep and and I think we've summarized 1992 pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. But great, great walk down pop culture technology. Um, the sports, the dream team. I mean, this was a really fun year to cover. And so I'm really glad the Wayback Time Machine picked this one. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Shall we have her pick another one? I think so. I think it's time. All right. All right. Well, Steve, you want know, to turn the key and get her going? And crank her up here. Let's go way back to 1998. Hey, 1998. All right. All right. Fair enough. Staying in the 90s. I tell you, the Wayback Time Machine likes the end of the year stuff, like the 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 2008, 1998. Uh, Didn't we do 88 and 78? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she likes the eights. Yeah. Crazy eights. eights. All right. Yes. May as well round it out and do the 90s. So that works. Absolutely. 1998. So what topics are we going to cover? All right. Who wants to go? I'll pick first for myself. There you go. Let's do it. Jump in there, Steve. TVs and movies. Oh, Oh, Lord. That's going to be a short episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in for the next 10 minutes while Steve talks about movies he's never seen. Sports (laughs) movies. All right. Who wants this one? Here, rock, paper, scissors. No, ready? Yep. One, two, three. God, that was horrible. <laughs> All right. That was right. Axe One, one, two, one, two, three. Two, three. <laughs> oh. It's a tie again. All right, one more time. One more time. One more time. All right. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Steve, give us a number between one and ten. Think of it. One, go one. All right. I got it. All right. 
What do you think, Noel? Seven. I'm going to go with two to make it easy. Noel got it right, seven. Okay, yeah. so he's next. All and right. I'm sort of glad that it worked out that way because the, the topic is music. and Beautiful. Key. I don't think I've right. music in a while or ever. You okay. haven't, so I'm haven't. excited about that. Good stuff. So if we can get uh, politics oh, for Keith I'm here. sure it's about to come out. Here we go. <laughs> oh. Got to unfold it here. Pop culture for Keith. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to remove that politics more from the box for future. Pop culture of 1998. I don't even know. Hey, guys. Nice nice job on uh, 1992 uh, mashup. A lot of great movies. Some important people left us in 1992, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh, those that, that love uh, shopping amongst mass merchandise still miss Sam Walton. Mm-hmm. And with that, believe it or not, this concludes season two of the Wayback Chronicles podcast. We want to take a moment to thank each one of our listeners for joining along with us on this journey, and we hope you've enjoyed going with us through memory lane. In season one, we were able to introduce the Wayback Time Machine, and our format was that she would pick the years for us, and then Steve would have a box of topics. And once we knew our topics, we would begin to research the topics of the year the Wayback Time Machine picked and take a walk down memory lane of each one of those years and those topics. Season two, we continued that trend, but we introduced some guest interviews and also introduced some sound clips that the Wayback Time Machine was able to generate through her interview of nostalgia and also Fourth of July memories. And that was a lot of fun. We plan to continue that as well as our trips down each year going forward. But in season three, don't forget, we've also introduced the Pick 5 Challenge that will be going on through the college season of 2023. Don't forget to join our Facebook pages, like and subscribe to our social media pages and follow along. It's completely free to join this uh, competition. So we hope you enjoy and join with us and have some fun with us as we do this. And also, we're also going to be introducing a couple of new topics as we continue into season three, including a neat and unique way of generating nostalgic stories for years gone by. So with that, we will conclude this episode in season two, and we will look forward to visiting with you again in the next season. Take care, everybody. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on WaybackChronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.